Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Just Brian Haydad here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining me at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way, and that's with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over there in uh, Tupelo. Be kind of weird if Brupolo was in, you know, South Haven, Brew Haven. I don't know. Always, we can try to find a way to make it work. I don't have anybody to, to run that off of today. But wherever you are in the state, from South Haven to Biloxi, all points in between, and just about anywhere in America, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, all you've got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, place your order, and it'll be shipped right to you, whatever kind of coffee machine you've got on the, uh, the counter there. They'll get you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the biggest and best selection of maroon and white merchandise in central Mississippi. Whatever you're looking for, Mississippi State, they've got it. For your house, for your car, for yourself, for your tailgate or home gate, they've got you taken care of. Check them out. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco. No longer the newest, but it is still Startville's best Mexican restaurant just because it is so different. It is Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It is not your typical Mexican experience. It's better. It's better in all facets of it. And if you haven't been to Humble Taco, you are missing out. So this weekend, if you're here in town for the LSU series, make a time to head over to Humble Taco. Sit out there on that big patio. Grab one of their fantastic handcrafted margaritas, grab some chips and salsa, and then eat some tacos that you can't get anywhere else. Only at Humble Taco will you find them, and they are awesome. If you're looking for a great suggestion today for lunch, might I suggest Firehouse Subs. Just making it so easy for you. All you've got to do is use the Firehouse Subs app, download it, pick up your order within minutes, and then bam, you're picking up reward points all over the place. Might I suggest, you know, my favorite is the meatball. But maybe that's, you know, maybe that's not the way you want to go. Maybe you want to, you know, get a little pastrami, the New York steamer, the hook and ladder. They got a great Italian sub. They got the steak and cheese. They got a, I'm a hot sub kind of guy. I'm not much for cold subs. So hey, forgive my bias on that. But whatever it is you're looking for, they've got locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, and of course, Fluid and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk, as we speak, probably still battling WrestleMania traffic. Looks like he had a great time. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, hung out with Logan Lowry this weekend. Just just the two of us. But we watched some wrestling. That's all the wrestling talk we'll have. But it was, it was fun to do. Good weekend for Mississippi State. And you may be thinking, what, Brian? They won in two. They got humiliated in the first two games. I know. I know. But that doesn't matter. All that mattered. The only thing that mattered was getting out of Fayetteville, Arkansas with one win in your pocket. And just like Robbie and I told you on Friday, 
It happened on Sunday. Kate Smith pitches well. State gets good relief pitching, and they get the job done, and they get the win, 5-3 to three in 12 innings over the, uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Friday and Saturday, games to forget for sure. State loses uh, on Friday 8-1, to 12-5 on Saturday. Both games had the exact same story. State gave away base runners, walks, hit batsmen, errors. You name it, State found a way to put Razorbacks on base that didn't earn their way on, and you see the results there. And, of course, now it doesn't really matter on, on Friday because if you only score one run, you're probably not winning anyway. That's not acceptable, but these games could have been closer. But it, it it really played out a lot like last year that Arkansas just bullied State in the first two games, and the second game was close, and then State just found a way to win. And that's something Mississippi State, you know, aside from those two walk-off wins last weekend, they haven't been doing this year. They haven't been finding ways to win, but they did it. And what a, a, an odd game, by the way. First five runs of the game – we're all on solo home runs. State had three of them, Luke Hancock, uh, R.J. Yeager, and Logan Tanner. Then you get a fly ball out, a, um, a sacrifice fly, finally, to break that chain. And then Luke Hancock with the big hit in the, uh, the bottom of the tw- – I'm sorry, the top of the 12th, the single, scores uh, uh, Tanner Leggett. State would add an insurance run. And then Jackson Fristo, 3.3.2, three and a two-thirds innings pitched – what am I doing with decimal points here? Gives up two hits, but no runs. Does walk a batter, but strikes out four. Comes into a tough situation. Gets out of it and gets the win. And looked like a closer to me. State, You think about State and all the bullpen trouble they've had this year. They only pitched three guys in this game. Kate Smith gives them five solid innings. Six strikeouts. He gave up a couple of runs. Walked three. But basically got out of the, you know, only gave up you know two runs. I think he might have stayed in the game, but he took a ball off the face that led to a putout. Then Brooks Auger comes in and gives you what Brooks Auger has been giving you, pretty solid relief. He also walked three, made it a little bit more interesting than you'd want it to be. And then Fristo comes in and shuts the door on them. I don't, again, I don't think this, I don't necessarily want to say that this win is going to be a spark for anything, but they needed it. They needed it badly. And when you when you look at the West, there's no reason to sit here and, you know, I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, and so did Tanner Allen, by the way. He has no problem calling y'all out. But I see a lot of people, that they just, they just want to give up on, on this season, and I understand that it's frustrating. This is going to be a grind. I said it last week. This is not going to be cruising to 20-plus conference wins. This is going to be a grind to 15-15. and 15. And if you're not built for it, man, you need to stay off social media because you're just making fools of yourselves. That's what this is going to be. But there's no reason to give up when you look at the West. As my cousin Stephen so aptly put it on Twitter, state in a five-way tie for third in the West, also in a five-way tie for last in the West. Nobody's any good. It's like, it's like the first three weekends of college football. Who's any good? Arkansas, I guess. Auburn's in second. Then everybody else is four and five. So why can't State take two from LSU next week? Why can't State take two from Auburn next week? Why can't they go on the road and beat Ole Miss like they always do? If State wins its next three series, they're fine. Are they going to host? No. They're not going to host this year. And that sucks because, like we've said before, you built that palace to host regionals. 
But you've done too much damage right now. You've got 12 losses. It's, it's just too much. I, I, they're going to end up losing 20 games plus this year. They just are. But this team's going to postseason play if they keep playing like this. If they get if they win the series at home, if they get one on the road, and they finish 15 and 15, you won't be able to hold them out of postseason play. State's RPI went up 50 spots this week. They play the number 44 RPI team in the league in the nation uh, this week in LSU, so it's going to go up more, especially if they get some wins. So it's climbing. It's climbing. This was a big win for State. Now, again, is it going to be a spark? I don't know. Is, it, is Fristo going to turn into a dominant closer? He's got the stuff to do it. These last two appearances by him, or at least the last two memorable ones, have been good. You know, he pitched well. Pitched, you know, look at, his, look at his, the numbers for this week. Six and two-thirds pitched. He gave up three hits, no runs, a couple of walks, and eight strikeouts. You take that. You take that all day. You just need to get a little bit more consistency. Stinnett, I, I, I don't know, man. But, I mean, I, at the same time with Stinnett, I don't know what to do there. I don't know who I would say, okay, you need to go. I don't think Casey Hunt's ready yet. He threw an inning this week, struck out a couple, did give up a home run. But Stinnett, I mean, one and two-thirds, four runs, three walks. He hit a couple of batters. That, that can't happen. It just can't happen. Now, he's pitched better at home. Maybe, maybe you know, being back at home next week, he can, he can, he can do that. LSU lost two games this week to Auburn. I'm interested in this series. We've talked about it before about how State has just not had any success against LSU here in Starkville. I think what do we say? 06, the last time, or 05, the last time State won a series in Starkville against LSU. That is an incredible streak. Does it come to an end? I don't know. I don't know. But this was a good win for Mississippi State. They had to have it, and they got it. And there's something to be said for that. Now, this wasn't a great week for everybody. Some of the hitters this week, woof. Cam James came into the Arkansas series hitting 340, walks out hitting 302 on the weekend. 0 for 12, four strikeouts. Yikes. Brad Cumbus on the weekend. 0 for 10. Five strikeouts. Went from 316 to 286. Hunter Hines, welcome to the SEC, freshman. Playing at, playing at Arkansas on the weekend. 0 for 12, seven strikeouts. Average drop from 312, I'm sorry, yeah, 302 to 276. Tough weekend. For State to get a win with those three guys giving you nothing, Pretty impressive, because it won't be like that every weekend, right? I trust those guys to produce. James was hitting, like I said, he was the leading hitter on the team when the weekend started. Hines has been good all year. Cumbus has been good all year. They'll, they'll figure it out. They'll be fine. But they didn't have great weekends. State had to rely on other guys. Jaeger had a good weekend. They got some hits from Lane Forsythe. Again, just pick one. Forsythe's going to start hitting a little bit. Just go with him. Just, just go with him at this point. And then Luke Hancock, like I mentioned, three hits on on Sunday. That was huge. That was that was the the, the that was the reason they won. You know, Luke Hancock delivered in the clutch moments. And then, like I said, you get some you get some power from Logan Tanner. R.J. Yeager hits a bomb. There you go. So this team, I mean, it's just not going to be easy this year. It's not going to be easy at any point. 
We're not, I don't think we're going to look up at any point with this team and say that they ruled off nine or ten wins in a row. I, I just don't see that happening. They just don't have the pitching for it. they got to find a way to be more consistent at the plate, and, and that gives them a fighting chance in every game. But I, I just can't see a situation where they get a, a back-to-back sweeps in SEC play. Just seem, it just seems tough to believe. That said... And if you listen to uh, Sports Talk Mississippi on, oh gosh, I, I don't remember if it was Thursday or Friday, but you know we talked to Eric Sorensen uh, of D1 Baseball. He made the comment, and, he, and, he, and I'm sorry, it was David DeLucci. David DeLucci, former Ole Miss Rebel, now SEC Network commentator, said in 2018 this team was two and seven after the first three weekends, and they found their way to Omaha. Now, different team. Jake Mangum sort of drugged that team. You had Tanner Allen and Rowdy Jordan as freshmen making plays. Luke Alexander made a lot of big hits. What was that year? He hit like 210, so he didn't make a lot of hits. But when he had hits, they were big. (coughs) But that was a different team. Very different team. But they did find their way. They found their way to Omaha. And I'm not saying this team's going to find its way to Omaha. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just saying that they're better off right now than they were three years ago or four years ago at this point when they finished their season number three in the country. So, you know, if it, just, just just take a breath. Just take a breath. Some of y'all have got to, got to chill a little bit on this, unless you just, unless you just like Tanner Allen putting you, putting you on blast. He's not afraid to do that. It's, it's kind of weird, to be totally honest. You think you, you think a... a a young minor league baseball player would be busy. But no, he, he's got no problem keeping receipts, and I, I, I value that. I appreciate that. So good for him. So the schedule this week for State, UT Martin and Starkville on Tuesday, and then a Friday, Saturday, Sunday with the LSU Tigers. Like I said, LSU on the season, you know, they just took a uh, – they lost – they've lost two of their first three series, uh, just like Mississippi State lost two to uh, Texas A&M in opening weekend. Uh, then comes back and gets two out of three from Florida. Florida, not great. They get swept by Georgia. Um, and then this weekend, at home, lose two out of three to uh, to Auburn. So LSU is a very up-and-down team. And you've, you've heard us talk about it on Sports Talk. We've talked about it a little bit here on, on the podcast. Very much built for their ballpark. So when they go on the road, I, I know they. I say that knowing they just took two from Florida and Gainesville in games where they scored 16 and 11 specifically. But obviously Florida not very good. Speaking of Florida, just, just a real quick aside here, but we've been talking about Mississippi State and, you know, oh, they lost the national, they won the national title and now they're, they're sort of floundering. <clears throat> what has Florida done since it won a national title? They built a new stadium and they gave Kevin O'Sullivan a huge contract. And they haven't been back to the College World Series. I don't think they. I, I did they. They went to a super regional last year. I think. I could be wrong on that though. I don't know that they did. Now that I think about it, I think they may got knocked out of their own regional. Not great. Not great results. Scott Strickland stays having to make personnel decisions, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Oh well, that's that's you know you make your bed, you get to lie in it. So yeah, state needed a win. They had to have one win. That's all they had to get. Would it have been great to win the series? Absolutely. Would that have been a good thing? Sure. How can you say it wouldn't have? But 
But they got the thing that they need. That's two weekends in a row. Same thing last weekend. Would they have liked to have gotten the sweep? Absolutely. But they just had to win the series. This week, would they have liked to have won the series? Sure. But they had to get one win. Next week, guess what? They need to win the series. They'd love to sweep, but they need to win the series. Three and one. Three and one, 20 and 13. Next week, three and one, 23 and 14. And just keep going like that. And if you can do that, if you can maintain that pace, you're going to be playing postseason baseball somewhere. You're going to be a two seed in somebody's regional that absolutely nobody wants to see. And who's to say you you know you don't get hot there at the end? I'm very interested in that last series with Tennessee because it's so reminiscent of that Florida series in 18. Uh, of, of Florida coming in and having sort of already sewn up the SEC and they just they didn't really give a crap. They just didn't. And so State was able to take three games that they, that they sort of ended up having to have to get to Hoover and then to go on from there. I wonder if that could be a sort of a similar situation, although Vitello is a different animal, the way that guy coaches. Just a different different kind of cat for sure. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends. Over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Lost, lost track of where I was there. I got to feel, you know, I sort of betrayed them this week, did I? The Mississippi Beef Council. I, I cooked pork this weekend, but no matter. Next time I cook the, on the grill, I think beef will definitely be there, and it should be for you. Hopefully you threw some steaks on the grill, some burgers. Whatever it is, beef is always a great idea when you're grilling out because nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. When you're looking for recipes, go to msbeef.org and get them and cook some beef and make your family happy. Beef is what's for dinner. That's from our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats over in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. I just like the way that sounds. It rolls off the tongue really well. Smoked southern soul food over there in the heart of the Cotton District. Whatever you're looking for, whatever you're thinking about, that's the place to go. It's the best restaurant in Starkville to me. It's the place I always recommend first to uh, to to straight to, to people on Twitter to my friends when the, you know people in the media industry when they were asking me, hey, I'm coming to Starville, I got to cover a game or I'll be there for this game. You know, where should I go? Two Brothers, always one of my first suggestions every time out. So head over there yourself, enjoy a great meal at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's a really simple system for you at Advantage Business Systems. It, it, it can't get any easier than great products and great service. And yeah, I know, I know everybody makes those same promises, but. They're not the same when you really look at it, especially when we're talking about service. You've dealt with those big box chains before for your office needs, and you know what a headache it can be to try to get them on the phone and to have to talk to their call center, and maybe a technician can be out to you in a week to 10 days. You know, It's just not worth it. Why not talk to somebody here in the state of Mississippi, a Mississippian who understands that your business is important to you? And they're going to get somebody out there within 24 to 48 hours, and they're going to get you back up and running. That's the difference with Advantage Business Systems. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Guess what we get to play right now? All right, Mississippi State gets a guy that they kind of thought they were going to get at some point, and 
Here he is, Malik Ellis, four-star offensive tackle on the 24-7 composite. Uh, offers from Auburn, Missouri, Ole Miss, uh, Oregon, Southern Miss, and Colorado. So a good prospect. 6'5", 245-pound offensive tackle. Obviously, some room to grow there from Laurel, Mississippi. Gee, I wonder who he knows. I think if there's an offensive lineman from Laurel, Mississippi State should get those guys until the end of time. So he's coming in now. State's class uh, up to three commitments in the 2023 class. A couple of four-star guys in Ellis and Ty Jones, the athlete out of Bay Springs, and the defensive end Joseph Head uh, out of Holmes County High School down there in Lexington, Mississippi. It's kind of a slow start in recruiting for Mississippi State. I think they were ahead of this point a, uh, a season ago. But, well, first off, any recruiting talk we do here on the show, it's all kind of, for lack of a better word, sort of pointless. And I, and I, and I don't mean that, that recruiting isn't important. It's very important. But I would be willing to bet a lot of money that right now, no matter what, Mississippi State finishes between 25 and 30 in the 24-7 rankings. Because that's just kind of where they, 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 they live, recruiting-wise. So unless something unusual happens, unless Arch Manning decides he doesn't love his family anymore, and he wants to go to Mississippi State, which, by the way, real quick, I saw some of y'all tweeting that graphic. I mean, you are aware of what April 1st was, right? Come on, guys. You're smarter than that. Not a good, not a good week for some of, some of our uh, fans on social media. Let's be better this week. <clears throat> but, yeah, State, I mean, right now they're 27th. They may not budge from that spot the entire year. They'll add players. They'll add some good players. But, by and large, that's just where they're going to be the uh, the entire season. It does look like one of the next uh, commitments Mississippi State get, could get could be its quarterback. And you know Mike Leach likes to get those guys in early and have them uh, on board. The Tealies are trending towards... Uh, the Memphis, Tennessee quarterback. I'm not even going to try to. I'm not going to try to pronounce this school. I tried to pronounce it a few weeks back, and everybody said I, I butchered it. But he goes to a private school up there in Memphis. We'll just leave it at that. Brock Glenn is his name. Uh, offers from among other schools, Missouri, uh, Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma State. That's a good offer. If I see Mike Gundy offered a quarterback, I, okay. I've, obviously, Mike Leach's offer holds weight with me. Houston. Dana Holgerson is a guy who, I, again, who I trust with quarterbacks. Kentucky is, is, is on his list. Michigan State has got an offer from. Uh, TCU. So, yeah, Virginia Tech. Got good offers. Uh, just a mid-three-star guy at this time, but apparently is doing well at some of these, these mid-season camps. And, you know, the, the, the uh, I say mid-season, uh, preseason camps. So it's possible he could be due for a bump, although I'll, I won't hold my breath on a Mississippi State commitment getting bumped. I would probably you know, be better off betting against him. Uh, great work. I, I don't remember the, the poster on Gene's page <coughs> Excuse me, last uh, year who did a lot of detailed analysis of how state recruits fall when they commit to Mississippi State. It was, it was kind of jarring to read, to be totally honest with you. So shout out to that guy. Um, Glenn could be one of the next commitments to Mississippi State. And then after that, guys, it's just a bunch of guys that you're hearing about here and there, and, and they're, they're, you know, they're coming to State and they're visiting, but I don't feel like State has a whole ton of traction 
outside of uh, so most of those guys. I would think the guy that they probably have the most traction with at this time is the linebacker, four-star linebacker out of Hattiesburg, Tobias Hinton. Uh, you know, when you read what Paul and Steve are saying, that he seems to be a pretty regular guy around campus, and they they feel like he he's one of those guys. I I, I like the, the way they describe it as he could call and commit. You know, you've got a bunch of guys. If you look at the uh, the target list for Mississippi State on twenty four seven, you know, a lot of guys are on there that, that could not call and commit. They would be told, "Now oh, you need to hold off." Blah blah blah. He's a call and commit guy. He could do it. Tobias Hinton. Um, then beyond that, like I said, just it's just a bunch of guys that I, I don't have any feel for one way or the other at this point. You know, it just it, it feels like every recruiting thing I read when I read the bones, when I read the biscuits, or anything those guys are putting out, it's they're visiting, they're interested. A long way to go, you know, a long way to go. So, sort of a slow start for Mississippi State recruiting, but the quality is good. I mean, you got two four star guys in. You're about to get your quarterback, which I you know. I'm never going to question a Mike Leach uh, quarterback commitment until I have a reason to do so. Because he has consistently, through his time as a head coach, found guys and turned them into 4,000-plus yards passers. And, so, and I, I want to make this point again, and I saw some people talking about this on the message boards, and it, it just drives me crazy. I understand that Will Rogers puts up big numbers because of the systems he, that he's in. right? That the air raid system lends itself to having big numbers. But that doesn't mean that I can just go out and pull some guy off the street and throw for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. Okay, I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. You still have to complete the passes. You still have to make the reads. You still have to make the throws. So Will Rogers does those things. Do I think Will Rogers is a quarterback who can lead Mississippi State to an SEC West Championship? Probably not. I don't think that. You know, And that's, that's not even on Will Rogers, though. I just don't think this is a team that has the talent top to bottom to do that to compete with Alabama. Just doesn't. But is Will Rogers a quarterback that we could look up in, in, in November and he's won 9-10 games this year? Absolutely. Absolutely he's that guy. It's not a law. It's not in the rule book that Will Rogers drops back to pass and, and it has to be complete. He's not allowed to hand the ball to the receivers. <clears throat> he has to make the throws. So I, I get the frustration because it's it is it's frustrating. You hear, and I, I think I've talked about this before. When you hear air raid, you think, "Oh, they're going to be throwing the ball way down the field." It, it really is a ball control possession based offense. The difference is you're passing for six or seven yards instead of running for six or seven yards. <coughs> and you know, a run for seven yards feels like a triumph, whereas a pass for seven yards, you feel like, "Gosh, you know, why can't we throw it down the field a little bit more?" This is what this offense is. As long as they're moving the football and scoring points, I don't care. I don't care how they do it. I don't care how the sausage gets made. And again, because there were people questioning, like, you know, why, why do you think this team is going to win eight games? Why is it so ridiculous to think that a seven-win team that returns 17 starters can win one more game? Why is that such a, an, an odd thing? If State had a kicker last year, they would have won eight, possibly nine, maybe ten. It's just literally that simple. And they went out and got a kicker in the portal. I think a lot of people are down on State because they weren't very active in the portal. And they could still be a little bit more active. They definitely could have gotten a couple more guys. And maybe some of the guys they got aren't going to be impact guys. But they needed a corner, they went out and got one. They needed a kicker, they went out and got one. 
They needed another. They needed a safety. They went out and got one. We'll see about the offensive lineman. He, you know, I don't know how he's going to do because he's de- he's not in the top. You know, he's not in the the, the two deep right now. I still think they're going to go back into the portal for an offensive lineman and maybe another DB at some point once we get out of the spring. But when you return 17 starters, you don't have to be so active in the portal. You know, you got quality guys, I feel. You know, and even at the receiver position where they have a ton of talent, they went and got two guys. And those two guys, you know, if you read the practice reports, they seem to be doing pretty well, especially Mosley. So, you know, Look, I, I I get the frustration, and nobody. <laughs> trust me when I say old Brian will never be the one to tell you not you don't deserve to be negative. Sometimes I get it, I really do, but I think there's a little. I think it's a little overboard right now. I I, I, th- I think it's it's completely reasonable to expect this team to improve next year, or I guess I should say this year. Next year could be a struggle because you're gonna lose you're gonna lose some guys. You know, I've reconsidered my position on that. A lot of you, you tweeted at me about that. I said 2023 should be the big year. Now you're right. They lose a lot defensively next year. Gonna be t- it's going to be tough. But they can have a good year this year and then have a bowl season next year and then continue on down the road. And that's sort of, we, we sort of got off track there considering we were talking about recruiting. But I just I felt like, you know, I've, I've just been seeing that and it's just – I don't know if bothering me is the right word, but it's it's weird. It's weird how, and state fans usually pretty negative to start, except for the people who you know would rather take a bullet in the head than do any kind of criticism of a university employee. You know who you are, LOL. But it feels like there there's no middle ground with Leach right now. It feels like with Leach, it, there's no. Yeah, I think they're going to be better, and we'll see how it goes. And you know, I, I'm excited, but you know, I'm, I'm also I'm a little cautious. But it feels like it's either Mike Leach is the greatest coach in the history of college football, or Mike Leach is the biggest idiot that ever lived. There, there's no middle ground with anybody, and I, I guess that's kind of you know, I don't want to delve too far down this road, but it's kind of where we are as a, as a as a civilization right now, and nobody wants to compromise anymore. It's it's all my way or the highway, and I that's fine. That's fine. I just think. Y'all, and I said it, I think I said it last week, if we just took the names off and you saw a team that returned, a seven-win team that returned this many starters, you would easily think, okay, they're going to be better next year. So just just relax. I think I think they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. And then the, off, uh, the recruiting, it's going to take care of itself. 20, 25 to 30. Just mark it down for December, uh, December whatever, the, the 10th. I don't know. I don't know. All right, guys. Right back tomorrow, I believe. I don't. I don't know if he's staying for Raw or not. I, I don't remember him saying. So he'll let me know. I'm sure. And uh, if he's back, great. And if he's not, do it again w- without him. Uh, plenty to talk about. We'll, we'll have a positional breakdown tomorrow. We'll be talking cornerbacks, so that'll be exciting. Some new faces and my guy, my bo- my guy, my boy, Manuel Forbes. Love talking about him. Uh, basketball. Transfer portal starting to, to percolate toward some guys towards Mississippi State. We'll talk about that as it happens. Sam Purcell now completely uh, in Starkville after his team was eliminated this weekend in the Final Four. I need to get him on the pod. Let's try to see if we can't uh, effort that uh, for, Mrs., for for having him here on Thunder and Lightning. Uh, and, of course, here on Sports Talk Mississippi this week, plenty to talk about as well. Monday, Coach Lamonis will join us at 420, uh, as he always does. 
Uh, we'll recap the weekend in baseball uh, and start talking about some other stuff as well. Guys, I want you to have a great Monday, and I will be back with you on Tuesday. Wrestling for my co-host, Robbie Falk, who uh, is still on a WrestleMania high. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.